of singleness. Yes, my brother. The gift of singleness. Uh, more and more people in America today are delayed getting married. Uh, there are presently more unmarried people between the ages of 24 and 35 uh, than there are married people within that same age in America continues to rise to, uh, it was around 24 women, 22 for men back in the 1950s and 60s, but now the median age is 28 for women and 30 for men, and it's higher for African Americans, uh, where the median age for a woman is a little bit over 30, for a man is 32. And there was a time when uh, if you got married at 25, that was considered getting married late. Uh, but now, if you're married at 25, uh, people are saying you're too young to be married. Uh, though people are getting married later in life, they still do desire to get married. Uh, yet dating in the 21st century has come with great challenges. Uh, today's dating landscape is more like a battlefield. It's a, it's a war zone, leaving millions with emotional wounds. Uh, they've had friendly fire. They've been stabbed in the back. Uh, there, there are so many with a Rick James syndrome where they will love them and leave them, use and abuse them, pain before pleasure. There are countless numbers of singles who are living with dating PTSD. Uh, they are shell-shocked. Uh, they are traumatized. They had bad experiences in this war zone of a dating game, and now they have dating PTSD because they were in it to win it. They were being serious about it, but they had, uh, they came across too many people who were just running game and playing games. People are, are so tired of searching but not finding. That believe it or not, each year uh, there are thousands of singles who submit an application to be married at first sight to a total stranger. Uh, there is a TV show called Married at First Sight. And they receive thousands, do you hear me, thousands of applications from singles who are just tired of the dating game, who have tried and failed, and now they are putting their future in the hand of relationship experts. They're saying, if I fail, maybe someone else can help me, and so they want to short-circuit the whole getting-to-know-you process, and they're saying, in 21st century America, I want an arranged marriage. I am willing to marry someone, seeing them for the first time. 
many, many churches emphasize building strong marriages, and rightfully so. However, this is often done to the neglect of the singles in the church. Stop and think about it for a moment. If the majority of people between the ages of 24 and 35 are single, Yet our congregations focus more of their attention and resources on marriages. It shouldn't surprise us that there's a shortage of young adults in the church. Because when they do come to our churches, they feel like they're not being spoken to uh, because what the church is teaching has nothing to do with where they are. If we spend our time, energy, and resources talking about marriage, when the majority of young adults are single, there's a disconnect there. Add to that the fact that some Church members are just insensitive towards singles. Well-meaning, older Christians have been known to interrogate singles. Are you dating anyone yet? But why not? What's wrong with you? Are you gay or something? When you gonna get married? Whatever happened to that friend you used to bring to church? I just thought for sure. Y'all were gonna get married. People try to play matchmaker, introducing you to their niece and nephew, children, grandchildren. Uh, their fifth cousin or uh, some random stranger who walks into the church who looks like they might be saved. Some people in the church think that singleness is a problem to be solved or an illness to be cured. However, the reality is that singleness is not a curse. It is a blessing. Paul beautifully illustrates this point in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Uh, In 1 Corinthians 7, Paul is responding to some relationship questions that the church had asked him. They wrote to him some questions, and he's writing back his answers to their questions. And he speaks to those who are married. He speaks uh, to those who are single, those who are divorced, and those who are widowed. In other words, he speaks to the whole church right here. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And here Paul emphasizes the gift of singleness. And the main idea that Paul is teaching is that there is freedom in singleness that allows you to focus on the Father. There is a freedom in singleness that allows you to focus on on the Father. Uh, There's freedom in singleness. Uh, It's important to understand that when Paul writes about singleness and marriage here in 1 Corinthians, he's writing from a perspective 
that prioritizes the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind as you read 1 Corinthians chapter 7. He's writing from a perspective that prioritizes the kingdom, and it is from that perspective that Paul says it's good for a man not to touch the woman. But nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let each man have his own wife, and each woman have her own husband. He's writing from a kingdom-focused, kingdom-priority perspective. Uh, That's why he says, I wish that all men were even as I am. But some people have this gift and some have another. He's prioritizing the kingdom. He says to the unmarried and the widows, it's good for them to remain single because he is prioritizing the kingdom. He says, if you're single, I think it's good for you to stay that way. From the perspective that prioritizes the kingdom, there are advantages to being single. But Paul uh, understands the nature of people, uh, and uh, he, I'm sure, knows there have been some folk who've been looking for a reason to leave their spouse. And so Paul says, although I'm saying that uh, there is a special focus on the kingdom that you have when you're single, I do want you to understand that if you are married, you shouldn't just leave your spouse. Because you want to focus on the kingdom. If you're married, stay married. But he says to the singles, I'm trying to save you from some distress. Paul also realizes that not everyone has the self-control to stay single all of their lives. See, the God-ordained solution to that problem is not an immoral lifestyle. The solution is marriage. And we have done two generations of young adults a disservice by telling them, go to college, go on and graduate, and if you're going to go to grad school, go on and go to grad school. Uh, then get established in your career and once you are established in your career, then you can look about, look at getting married. Yeah. Ain't nobody got that much self-control. <laughs> they've been ready since they've been a teenager. And you're telling them, you're preaching to them, you're instructing them, uh, don't worry about all of that stuff right Singleness is a gift. See, those who are single 
need to embrace the gift of singleness. And those who are married need to understand the gift of singleness. You may not have the gift of singleness, but if you are single, you need to see that your singleness is a blessing from God. And part of the gift is freedom. But the freedom that I'm talking about is not the type of freedom the world thinks of when it comes to singleness. Uh, see, uh, the freedom in singleness is not the freedom to be a player. I'm not talking about the freedom to never have to commit to anything or anybody. I'm not talking about uh, having covenant benefits without being in covenant relationship. Uh, that's not the kind of freedom I'm talking about. Uh, the freedom is not in being able to use people in order to scratch your itch and you call her up or you call him up whenever you feel the need and uh, you rotating through who you use when and what who you use for what. That's not the type of freedom. I'm talking about what the world calls freedom is merely a disguise for sin. What the world calls freedom is a recipe for emptiness, brokenness, loneliness, and drama. What the world calls freedom is actually slavery to the flesh. The true gift of singleness is a different kind of freedom. It is the freedom of, from the distress and trouble in this life. See, at the, Paul, at the time Paul was writing to the church in Corinth, there was a crisis that was difficult for the Christians to endure, and the distress is magnified if a man is concerned with the well-being of his wife as well as himself. I think about how much easier it would have been for Lot had Lot not had a wife not had a family. How much easier would it have been for him to pick up and move? And, and as he is exiting, he has to deal with the reality that his wife makes a decision to look back. There was a distressful situation, and he had not only the stress of worrying about himself and getting himself to safety, he was trying to get his family there, and it added to his stress. The cares and anxieties of those who have to bear the burden of a spouse and a family add to the stress of difficult and uncertain times. And when you are single, you, you don't have to worry about that. There, there's this freedom where uh, you don't have to try to convince anyone else that the Lord is calling you to move yeah. or the Lord is calling you to the ministry. Some men who could be in ministry don't go into ministry because they got married before they got the call and they tell their wife about the call and the wife said, uh-uh. I didn't sign up for this. There are fewer what-ifs to answer when you're weighing 
your options as you seek to go where the Spirit leads you. There's a freedom that comes with singleness. But sometimes because of the pressure that we put on people, there are people who actually had the gift of singleness, who were pressured into being married, and they got married, and the relationship didn't work because they were not living in their calling. There's some folk who should have been married a long time ago. But they are afraid, they are wounded, they are hurt, they are scarred, and they're not living in that calling. Paul makes the point that not everyone will fall into the same category. You have to have that conversation with God for yourself. There's a freedom in singleness that allows you to focus. Remember that Paul is in church encouraging the church to get his priorities right and value in this life what is truly important in view of the return of Christ. See, singles can be focused in ordering their lives according to the values of the kingdom of God in its fullness and not be torn and divided between the values in trying to preserve a relationship in this present world while seeking to attain the kingdom. The values of this age are not permanent, but they're fading. But the values of the kingdom are enduring. Therefore, don't put all of your investments Don't put all of your time, your money, your energy, and your loyalties into this world because God has another world, an eternal kingdom that cannot be destroyed. And as Christians, we live in these two worlds at the same time. And how we see this present world should be dictated by the pull toward the future world where our true destiny is with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The argument that Paul makes in this discourse on singleness versus marriage is not intended to be a moral argument as if one was right and the other was wrong, but it is an argument that is practical in nature, but each person has to make their own determination, understanding that each individual is different. Not every single has the gift of singleness. But even if you don't have the gift of singleness, you should view your singleness as a gift. Redeem the time. While you don't have the commitment of a relationship, redeem the time. Make the most of it. Maximize your time with the Lord. Because there is a depth of relationship that you can cultivate with God in your singleness that you cannot cultivate in your marriage. And if you have that depth of relationship as a single person, then you will better know yourself because the better you know God, the better you know yourself. And if you have that desire to be married, you really need to spend that time 
maximizing your relationship with the Lord because there's nothing like marriage that will help keep you near the cross. Married folks didn't want to say nothing right there. <laughs> but there is a time in your life where you grow in your relationship and you maximize that relationship with God. Maximize your time not just with God, but maximize your time for God. Make the most of the freedom that you have now. As a single, don't spend your time wishing that your status was different. Make the most of where you are now. I often say, enjoy where you are. Because you can't enjoy where you ain't. <laughs> Doesn't matter how much I want to be on the beach right now. I ain't there. I'm in Waco, Texas. So I might as well enjoy Waco, Texas right now. Instead of spending all my time wishing I was on the beach in Florida. Enjoy where you are. Because you can't enjoy where you ain't. Have some joy in your singleness, and when you're able to have joy in your singleness, you won't be relying on a spouse to bring you joy, because I stopped by to tell you, if you're relying on somebody else to bring you joy, you will be disappointed, because marriage is not all about what you can get. The question is, what are you willing to give? Right now, you have an assignment from God. As a single person, God has a ministry for you to do right now. There are people who are lost that you come in contact with right now that need to hear the gospel. Don't spend your time wishing for what isn't. Enjoy where you are right now. Serve the Lord with gladness right now. Come before his presence with singing right now. There are children that you can mentor right now. There are ministries that you can lead right now. There are gifts, talents, and abilities that you have that are needed in the church right now. Like Paul, you can travel sharing the gospel to places where the people have not heard it. Like Jesus, you can Live your life teaching others and demonstrating what love looks like. Like Anna in Luke 2, you can serve through fasting and prayer. Like Joseph before he got married, you can maintain your integrity and purity even in the face of temptation. Like uh, the single prophet Jeremiah, you can call the people of God back to God. There's something in the kingdom for you to do right now. Maximize your time with the Lord. Maximize your time for the Lord. Make the most of every opportunity right now. As a church, we must utilize the gifts and talents of all of those who are members of the body of Christ. A church don't neglect the singles in the congregation. Preachers don't just preach to the married people. Remember the singles in your examples. Remember them in your illustrations. Remember them in uh, the 
analogies and the stories that you use. You are not just the minister to the married, you are the minister to the church. All right. Singles have just as much to offer as those who are married. Singles don't have to check with anyone when they get ready to write their check. Church, utilize the gifts of the singles. Their relationship status should not prevent them from serving in ministry. Their relationship status should not prevent them from being invited, asked, and welcomed to do the work of the Lord. Their relationship status should not even prevent them from leading in the kingdom because only the ordained offices of bishop and deacon require that a man be married, but you can lead a ministry, you can teach a Bible class, you can do the work of the Lord. Now, singleness is a gift and singles are gifted by the same Holy Spirit who gives the Christians who are married. The church is a place where singles can belong. The church is the place where singles can thrive. The church is the place where they can grow in the grace of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. There's a place in the church for singles because there's a gift in singleness, just like there's a gift in marriage. There's a blessing in singleness, and we as the church must embrace the giftedness of singles and understand that they have value in the kingdom because they've been saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit just like we So as the church, we must understand the gift of singleness.